Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 153 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. And Michaela, this week, we're going to make Fetch happen. <laughs> Stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's never going to happen. Well, spoiler for Mean Girls 2024, because Fetch does, in fact, happen uh, in this uh, newest iteration of the film. And that's what we're talking it's about true. today. Uh, the Mean Girls, uh, the musical that just released here this past week. So uh, Mean Girls, it's 20th uh, anniversary, basically, of the Mean Girls movie, right? Came out in uh, 2004, uh, written by, you know, uh, Tina Fey, their widely beloved. I don't even I, it kind of has like all the makings of a cult classic, but it's like beyond that. Like it's a like it's an everywhere classic. Everyone, even if you don't know the movie, you know the lines, right? You can't wear pink on Wednesday. Wednesdays, you can't sit with us, or you have to wear pink on Wednesdays. Uh, we wear pink on Wednesdays. What am I even saying? I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, it's a it has the long lineage of uh, of this being yes. this uh, movie uh, kind of kind of thing in the the ether of everyone. Yeah, it was a classic phenomenon that happened like instantly. And I feel like people were Mean Girls about if you didn't watch Mean Girls. And I have oh. a whole story about that because I did not get on the Mean Girls bus uh, when it came out in 20. You didn't get hit by the Mean Girls bus. I, I oh. didn't get hit by the Mean <laughs> I didn't get hit by the Mean Girls bus when it came out in 2004. Gosh, it was probably, I don't know, 2015, 2017 maybe when I watched it finally. Okay. Um, okay. And we, we, we're, we're going to talk all about that, but I feel like uh, you're absolutely right. It was a thing that kind of happened around you. It was kind of like if you were the only person who lived under a rock when friends was a series that was mm. actively show putting out new episodes because people would be shocked that you didn't know some of these lines or you didn't know where they came from. Um, I don't think fetch actually became a thing, though. I, I, I mean, don't think I don't think I don't, I don't think, think fetch actually became a thing. But wearing pink on Wednesdays definitely did. And we are wearing yes. pink this week in our cocktail section. So let's do this, Michaela. Uh, this week, we're talking about Mean Girls 2024. We're going to be talking about the original Mean Girls, uh, the 2004 version over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash drink the movies. Go check that out if you want our takes on the original, the classic. This week, we're talking about the musical. And this week, we're making up the secret rose. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to whip up that cocktail. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Brian, I I don't think did you yes. find these cocktails or did I find I, these cocktails? I can't remember who started I, it. I found them you because found there was them. like a whole list of pink cocktails. There's a I think whole it actually, list of pink I cocktails. Actually, I think it actually spurned from uh from Barbie, but that's okay. That's okay because uh, yeah, yes. we were doing Mean Girls this week, and I was like, uh, what are we going to do for Mean Girls cocktail? It has to be uh, definitely something pink for sure. So I typed uh, into my favorite uh, web browser of choice. I said pink cocktails, and there was like a whole list of these, and I sent them to Michaela, knowing her affinity for pink, uh, and we settled on the Secret Rose from Cosmopolitan magazine uh, because it uh, sounded delicious and it looked even more delicious. It did. I mean, and we've done a, a couple of things with egg whites recently. I've really been into uh, 
gosh, I think it was episode 17, maybe, where uh, we covered the whiskey sour and I was making some of those a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. Really in love with the whole egg white mixing in um, of a drink, making it like super creamy. So this was right up our alley. Um, and I love it mm-hmm. because it's also it's called the secret rose uh, because there are a lot of secrets. There's a lot of secrets in Mean Girls. Um, yeah. Got a lot of secret telling. A lot of we should lot of... we should have called it the uh, the burn book cocktail. Uh, it's not quite yeah. as uh, not quite as vicious as that is though. This cocktail is and yeah. this cocktail is perfect actually. Um, it's it'd be really good um for like your Valentine's Day uh, cocktail if you want to make one of these up for that. That would be really good because uh, it's not too hard to put together. The ingredients are pretty you know simple and inexpensive so that would be nice and save you some bucks there uh and gonna be just a really good one and it paired really well with the film uh, i thought let's go ahead and make one of these up michaela uh so what you're gonna do is you're gonna put in a half ounce of simple syrup uh, into your shaker tin uh, if you're not familiar that is just uh, equal parts sugar and water just heat up that water until the sugar dissolves uh, and then you have your simple syrup half ounce of that and put in about four raspberries and you're going to want to go ahead and muddle those uh, and that's going to give you this nice pink color it's going to give you some essence of that raspberry uh, going to make it extra delicious go ahead and muddle that with the simple syrup and then you're going to add to that a half ounce of lemon juice a half ounce of peach liqueur and one and a quarter ounces of vodka along with an egg white. Go ahead and shake that for about 30 seconds. It's called a dry shake. Uh, shake that up. It's going to get nice and frothy. Open it up, add some ice, and shake it again until it is ice cold. And then go ahead and uh, strain that into a coupe glass, martini glass. Uh, probably going to be the best bet. You could use like a rocks glass maybe if you wanted to. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be have this nice pink color from those muddled raspberries. It's going to have this nice uh, creamy uh, foam layer on top. That's what the egg whites bring into the party. Um, and then go ahead and you can garnish that with some uh, rose petals. You can garnish it with some raspberries. That's what I did for mine. You'll see the pictures on our website. Uh, drink and enjoy. It is. It's nice. It's light. You know, it's not a not a heavy drink. Got that vodka. A little bit of hint from that peach. A little bit of hint from the raspberries. This was nice, Michaela. Yeah, this was really lovely. Um, I uh, want to caution our folks. If you've never done a dry shake before or shaken things with egg whites, you're going to want to make sure that, that's, that that top on that shaker is on real secure because what I, I don't know if this happens to just me, but I almost lose the top every single time and it creates a giant mess if, if, if that happens. So just make mm. sure it's really secure when you shake it. Um, we do the dry shake because it adds just an extra like oomph of creaminess. The egg white is going to do that anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Some some people uh, have written in when we've done like a risky sour and they don't do the dry shake. They just forget. They add all the ice in it and go ahead and shake it. It's going to be fine if you do that. Um, but the dry shake, I just think, gives it an extra silkiness that you wouldn't have otherwise. And this was beautiful. This, I mean, I know we do a lot of pink drinks here because they're my favorite color. But this was delicious. Um, I didn't, I I was a little worried that it was going to be too peachy. um, But the raspberries really balanced that out. um, Because Mm -hmm. if, you know, real raspberries are kind of have that tartness. um, If you don't have muddled raspberries, I I bet you could use like a raspberry vodka. But then it might be a little sweet, depending on how sweet that vodka is, right? There's a, there's a bunch of different vodkas out there that that will taste delicious but if you add a bunch of simple syrup to it i don't know how you'd feel about that but this was amazing and i thought that this was so beautiful and it looked to me like a mean girl because it had this beautiful like rose dark pink at the bottom the froth is a little pink um Mm -hmm. and so it was just like a, a like a girl in a top and a skirt 
with like the raspberry garnish on top. Okay. I, I don't yeah. know. I definitely thought this is like if if you could wear a pink outfit, this is how it would look. So I, I loved it. And I think it tastes really good. Um, yeah. If you're. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yeah, you could say it is uh, plastics in a cup, except that doesn't sound very uh, appetizing, I don't think. So, uh, yeah, give one of these a try. It is really good. It's really pretty. Uh, make one of these up. Take a look at our pictures and check out the website for the uh, written instructions uh, there. Give that a try. Let us know what you think. But now, Michaela, what we need to do is we need to go back to our high school days to, you know, to think about those, to sing some songs, do some dances, uh, and see if we can make friends uh, with the cool kids uh, in class. So let's do that. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to chat about this week's film, Mean Girls. 2024. Be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. May I have everyone's attention, please? We have a new student. What's up, Katie? Are you trying to make the rest of us feel dumb? I'm not trying to. It's just happening. Spoiler warning for Mean Girls. If you've not seen the original or this 2024 version, um, buckle up. Because we're going to talk about all the things. Um, we're going to spoil it. And I feel like this is sort of the most pointless spoiler ever because I feel like everybody's seen the original um, and it doesn't mm. change much. But we're going to talk about some things that are a little bit different in the 2024 version. Um, so if you've not seen this, go ahead, do yourself a favor, go make yourself a secret rose. It's really tasty. Go watch the show. Um, you have some time in the theater to do it. Come back uh, when you've done all those things and we can chat about it. And on Wednesdays, we wear pink. That's right. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. You can wear uh, sweatpants like uh, one time or something during the week. Uh, on Fridays, maybe. Fridays uh, for sure. with jeans. Uh, with, with jeans, I don't know. Uh, this was released on January the 12th, 2024. It was directed by Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez Jr. Uh, this one is written uh, again by uh, Tina Fey, who's uh, one of the co-writers of the original there. Um, and this one stars Andrew Rice as our new kid in class, Katie. Uh, Auli Cravalho and Jaquel Spivey are playing Janice and Damien, uh, the real friends to Katie uh, in the end and the would-be narrators of our story. Christopher Briney plays the love interest, Aaron Samuels. Uh, and have to say, uh, all of the uh, teenage girls in the audience made an audible gasp when he was revealed on a side note i don't i don't, I don't know uh, kudos to you aaron samuels that's good and who are those girls over there michaela they are the plastics avantika plays karen bb woods plays gretchen and renee rapp plays regina george and she is a massive deal also on a side note from huntersville north carolina which is about 10 minutes from here so there you go. yeah yeah um i i i gotta say when this op this film opens up and um uh, yeah, Auli Cravalho. Yeah. Auli Cravalho. Yeah. Her voice is insane. I like, mm, so good. I had pretty seen, good. full disclosure, I had not seen the musical that came out uh, about this. Um, uh, Jaquel Spivey, oh my goodness, both of them kind of open up and they're like, this is a, they set it up for us and their voices are rich and broad and like, uh, they're they're very Broadway without being Broadway. Like they're not they're not so Broadway that they're off putting on the so on the screen on the big screen, which I really love. Um, mm -hmm. I feel that modern musicals really have to kind of decide what kind of musical they're going to be very early on with like the first number. 
And um, a great example of that is like La La Land um, versus like Les Mis, Les Miserables. Um, okay. They're both very mm -hmm. different stylistically, stylistic in how they produce their music and show the music that they sing on screen. Um, and so I was really concerned that it was going to be a style I didn't love or, or didn't make sense to me. They sounded amazing. They looked like they were really singing. Um, so they were mm -hmm. their lip syncing really beautifully or they were singing really beautifully. Either way, um, it was awesome. And uh, I really think that they set us up. I mean, this might be... I think I liked this Janice better than the original Janice for sure. And I don't know why, but I just, no. I, maybe it was the okay. voice. I don't know. Yeah. Her voice was great. And I like uh, kind of the opening a uh, little bit there. They're recording things. And a lot of this film is going to be based around uh, kind of the social media world, right? It's 2024. Uh, the times have changed since 2004. So it's uh, a much different way to kind of, kind of tell the story and the way that these uh, rumors and things are spreading around the school. So much more modern and uh, realistic in that sense. And that's what gets us started. Um, and you talked about uh, being based on the musical, uh, Michaela, and that is in fact what this was. So the musical itself released in 2017 um, and Jeff Richmond and Nell Benjamin, uh, did the music for the musical and they came back to rework the songs from the musical to uh, kind of fit into this movie to adapt them better. There were a couple of new tracks uh, in the film as well, changing things up because, you know, part of the part of the challenge here um, is because you have you have Mean Girls from 2004, which is this highly quotable, highly beloved film, and you still want you know, kind of that that quippiness and that campiness to exist. Um, but then you mm -hmm. also have like this musical thing, which is also, you know, quippy and campy. And how can those two things you know, coexist in a world. Uh, I think like the musical runtimes, like two and a half hours, uh, this, you know, movie versions about an hour and 40 ish minutes, something like that. Um, so how, how do you condense those things? And that's, that's kind of one of the crossovers. And we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of our takeaways between the two uh, as we get to the end, but yeah, that's kind of how the story opens. Right. And then we're introduced to Katie played by Andrew Rice. Uh, she is in Africa. She gets an actual, uh, place in Africa to live this time. Not like in the original movie. She's from uh, Kenya, her and her mom, uh, Miss Heron played by Jen Jenna Fisher. I'm um, gonna have to say, uh, Jenna Fisher does look like she could really uh, be Katie's mom, like in real life. Like they look like uh, pretty much uh, spitting images of one another. So uh, good job. Uh, always love to see Jenna Fisher back from the Office fame. They're there. They're in Kenya. Uh, Katie wants to go back to go to real school and make some real friends, not hang out with the lions uh, all day, I guess. And uh, that's what they do. Uh, Miss Heron takes a job, and we are back to high school. Welcome back, Katie. Hi. Times have Welcome changed, back. I think. <laughs> What I found really interesting is how they explain some of the changes and like when they introduce you to the school, like there's still this idea of a lunchroom. There's still where everybody sits. Um, the groups are slightly That's where the different. The social hierarchies um, are in, in right, your lunchroom, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like what, what, what I really love is that the teachers are back and there's kind of this weird moment where they break the fourth wall. Um, so Tina Fey's character is now, I guess, married to, um, to, uh, yeah, to our uh, principal there, uh, Mr. Duvall, is, played yes. by uh, Tim Meadows. Uh, they're both, yep, yep. they're both back and they, they do allude to the fact that they, they are, uh, married or maybe maybe just together, uh, I guess. I, maybe not necessarily married because uh, Miss Norberry is still Miss Norberry and uh, Mr. Duvall is still Mr. Duvall. So no name changes have uh, have taken place there. But uh, they are together. Um, and that's one of the things in the yeah. original movie. Uh, it definitely alludes to the fact that there is uh, there are some sparks uh, that could be potentially flying. And uh, maybe those sparks have been a little bit more uh, fully realized, I guess, by 2024. Yeah, because yeah. the original Miss Norberry is like, 
in the first one, she's going through a divorce and all that. None of that seems to be happening here because there's there's a moment where she's like, well, you're doing the dishes tonight and or you're, you're going to take the dogs out or something. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of weird to me because it's it if you didn't know better uh, when you go back and look, it's like, oh, did they did they are they alluding to the fact that they were together? And there's a couple of times where there are jokes made like, oh, and the second time ever in history, this happens. And it's this, right. Yeah. It's the same stuff. It's kind of neat. Um but I really liked um, some of the some of the musical numbers were really interesting. I, I thought that I was comforted in a way that they didn't change some of the aesthetics of the school um, and some mm, of the mm-hmm, things that yep. will always happen. There's always going to be a couple that's totally in love, making out in front of everybody that kind of grosses everyone out. Everybody had that in high school. They had it in high school in 1955. They have it now. Um, so I love that they kept some of that stuff in where right. um, but they updated some things. So uh they're not saying certain uh, some of the nomenclature that they used to say. They're talking about people in a in a different way. I also think that this version was a lot more body positive. We I saw a lot more different looking individuals, um, and which is interesting because the original was kind of hailed as um, because it 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 had students um that were differently abled and stuff and this is still the case here but like mm-hmm. um just the body types of what is what was considered like the plastic hot is very different than what was considered the plastic hot in 2004, in 2004. and i really kind of like that where <laughs> in it, the days it, of in the days of hollister yeah 2004 right. was a was a wild time uh for sure abercrombie alive, and fitch uh, where a small was like a negative two like yeah. you know yeah for Ooh. sure um yeah i like the introduction here i really like kind of um it's not the opening song but it's the it's the song when katie's coming into school um the, the song itself was okay but i really liked the choreography uh to that there's like a like an instance where like this kid like flies over top of katie's head and it had to have gone over the camera is, re- is really cool looking i like the choreography to that and then yeah we go in into school and we're meeting uh kind of the different uh groups of people of course we meet our friends uh there the important ones of the story janice and uh damien there and they're kind of you know laying out the uh, social structure to katie who's you know very much fish out of water here you know she's back in school eating eating lunch in the in the bathroom stall there i really like that they go and uh they go and get her out of there and they say okay so these are the different groups of people um and those are like uh the really cool ones over there right you got karen you got gretchen and then you have the introduction of Renee Rapp playing uh, Regina George. has that awesome uh, I am Regina uh, song that's all over the place now. So uh, she comes in, uh, you know, getting getting down to business as Jane. You know, I am the uh, the queen bee of the school uh, and you're going to come over here. Who are you, new kid? Uh, I don't know you. Why don't I know you? <laughs> right. Um, and. I really like how they kept, I don't know, they kept some of the kind of smarmy, I mean, Regina does that thing where she asks, she's asked about the bracelet. She's like, oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> or, or where did you get that? That's so cool. It's so original. Um, I, I don't know as a kid if you fall for that anymore though i don't know because as an adult you're like you don't like my bracelet you hate that bracelet i don't know um but i really like how you don't know who katie actually should be friends with even at the outset when Mm -hmm. you know they're you know she meets janice um and janice is like we're your friends right like we we 
and this person, this Regina chick is bad news. She's awful. And we should, we should hate her <laughs> like immediately. And for whatever reason, Katie buys into it. She's like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one of the, one of the, uh, the troubles with the, with the musical and the, the shorter runtime is you don't have as, quite as much time to spend with the characters. So in, in the original film, uh, you know, Katie seems a little bit more kind of naive to this stuff, but we don't get quite as much of that here. So you're, um, so you're left a little bit wondering, you know, why she's making the, the decision that she's making. But yeah, ultimately, you know, decides to go off with Janice and Damien. They're basically, you know, telling her how, how awful Regina is. You know, but Katie thinks Regina's okay, right? The, they invited her to come sit uh, with them for the rest of the week, right? So on Wednesdays, we wear pink. That's that's the rule. Katie needs a needs a pink shirt. I, I really like the like pink sweater she gets from from Damien. It's uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome uh, there that she ends up wearing on Wednesday. And yeah, they're gonna gonna kind of go. And then she has, you know, it's kind of this like split friend group, right? So she's got the plastics that she's that she's in with now, but then she also has Janice and Damien, the alleged, uh, you know, kind of kind of real friends, and they want her, you know, kind of play along this week, play along with the plastics, see what she can can get into because it seems like there's some history between Janice and Regina, and uh, Janice would like to explore the potential of uh, getting some revenge uh, there on Regina. So so Katie's kind of kind of in the middle, right? Stuck between a rock and a hard place. Do you want to be do you want to be cool and popular here with the plastics? Do you want to hang out with uh, Janice and Damien, who seem like they could. Uh, potentially be like actual friends, you know, not like not like frenemies, like the like the plastic seem to be. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the kind of the path that we're taking. Um, and we're going to follow Katie along this journey between these two fan groups. But you know what is going to throw a wrench uh, in this plans? Uh, that's none other than Aaron, Aaron played by Christopher Briney. Uh, you know that uh, that heartthrob that's in front of you in math class. You have to pretend to be dumb. That's not good, Katie. Come on. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I really thought this was a missed opportunity. I mean, I guess it's part and parcel to the journey that a person has to take, but her idea that, hey, you know, I'm not, a, first of all, she's told specifically by um, by the other two plastics, hey, Regina used to date uh, Aaron. He is off limits. Uh, that's feminism right there. You're not going to date someone uh, that your yep, friend dated, right. even though they dumped him and is make it out with some other dude on the third floor of a, I don't know, behind the theater or auditorium or whatever. Um, it's really strange uh, to me that um, Katie is like, hey, I'm a genius. And instead of like showing off my math skills of how smart I am, I'm going to dumb it down because that'll give me an excuse to talk to Aaron. Um, and it's interesting because she's asked to, to join the mathletics. I think that's what they're called. Um <laughs> Yeah, the, and, the, the mathletics, you know, the mathletes. Oh, or, gosh. And that guy, that horrible guy, he's still in it. And he's he's even <laughs> more cringe than he was. Oh, he's so gross. And he's got like the cards still. Anyway, Kevin, um, yeah, Kevin's awesome. Played by uh, Molly Alam. Uh, that's true. That's that's all true. Right. She should be smart. She should be going uh, into that. The plastic seller not to go into this group. They're going to help. The, I think Regina even says you're so lucky we have or you have us to help guide you <laughs> through through uh, through high school. Um, I like that. I thought that the, the musical here does a really good job, though, of playing uh up that that Katie is very much like a bumbling fool in front of Aaron. Uh, like even like in the original movie, like it didn't seem like she had any trouble like matching like wits for wits, but she does definitely seem very much kind of like uh, like like awestruck uh, every time Aaron uh, turns around. Right? She can't get the words out right, uh, all that stuff. And I think that the musical does a does a better job of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think the kind of the this this middle part where. 
Katie's kind of playing both sides. She's getting in with the girls and, uh, you know, the plastics and she's reporting back. And but she's also really tied um, and, and trying to get Aaron Aaron's attention. I think this plays out a little bit better for me um, in this one in some ways, because it it. I don't know the music where she's like, I <laughs> math is what is it like? Math is love. Like I love Aaron and I'm dumb in math. Math is smart or love is smart and math is dumb or something <laughs> to that effect. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yes. Yeah. Okay. None of that. None of that makes sense. But you know, um, Tina Fey's character, I really like her in this one because she immediately is like, Hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Like we all know that you're smarter than this. You shouldn't be dumbing yourself down to please some guy. This is really lame. <laughs> and um, Katie tells her friends this at like back at Regina's house, um, which is still a mansion. She still has a cool mom. Her mom's a little e even more like, I don't know. Uh, she's even she's she's a little bit more in with the girls. If you need to talk to me about anything, boy troubles, blackheads, or alcohol poisoning, I have been through it all. Uh, that yeah. Amy Poehler's version was uh, Mrs. George, played by Busy Phillips, uh, this time uh, around here. She seems a little bit more like one of the girls, a little bit less of like this, uh, I don't know, like doofus character that uh, that Amy Poehler right. played, right? Uh, Regina seems more more allowing, I guess, of the uh, intrusion yeah. uh, into the uh, into the uh, friend circle there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, again, uh, kind of moving on with the times where, you know, as a kid, you it's a manipulation tactic, frankly, if it's like, look, if I get in with my parents and I treat them like my, that my friend and they treat me like a friend, I'm going to get more stuff instead of just being mean to them. Um, yeah. and being like, leave me alone, go away. And I still liked, uh, Regina still had like the, uh, the main bedroom in the house. Right. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> who, the, who does that? I made my, I made my parents trade with me. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not in my house. Um, in a mansion that it looks amazing, uh, by the way. So, what I really, I, I like when the way they bring out the burn book and they do it right after Katie's talking about how uncool, you know, uh, the Tina Fey's teacher character is and they're kind of looking in the mirror and they're all like, oh, I'm too fat. My bones look weird in my face and my skin is, <laughs> and she's, and Katie is like, oh yeah, I'm real ugly too. Like just to fit in. Yep. Instead of just naturally being okay with who you are, because, and I really love that. I love that they kept that because I think that people don't think that they're anything other than what they are. They have to be told that it's like a person being, if they were born blind, they're own, they're told that they're born blind because they don't know the difference. Like I was born, you know, short. And so I don't know what it's like to be tall. So I, being told that, Hey, being tall is so much better or being anything different is so much better. Like that is something that socially can is a social construct. And all these girls were looking, all these plastics are looking at all their imperfections. And Katie's like, Oh, I'm naturally not fitting in with them uh, because I don't have anything negative to say. So I better make up something like, Oh yeah, I'm real ugly. Uh, like that, I really love that part. 
Yeah, that's right. And that's going to be kind of Katie's uh, gateway into really getting with plastics, right? Uh, she she figures out that she's going to have to, you know, uh, talk about people behind their back to to be negative, to be more judgmental of people. And that's really the pathway to finding uh, her place within the plastics. Uh, the other way you find your place within the plastics is you go to a sweet Halloween party. Uh, looks like a bit of a rager. I never went to cool parties like that in high school uh, to be completely uh, uh, transparent with everyone there myself. Did but anybody? this one looked like... This one looked like a. This one looked like quite the rager. I liked uh, kind of the the introduction to Halloween, and this was supposed to be the moment when Katie, you know, professed her love to Aaron. That was supposed to happen at this party. She went. Um, I love they kept like the the same like uh, costume styling uh, for Katie. Yeah. She was like the like the dead bride with those like obnoxious uh, like fake teeth things that she was she was wearing. I loved that, and everyone like yeah. gasps when when uh you know when she walks into the room and uh, she's there. The uh, the party is raging, and Regina says, "I'll put in a good word with Aaron for you. I hear you like him." That's great. Uh, thanks, Regina. Thanks for your help. Oh, too bad. Regina's going to be making out with Aaron. That's going to rub Katie the wrong way. And that is going to set up the list of ways to get back at Regina. Regina George is a scum-sucking life burner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did like that they gave a better backstory or a more filled out kind of backstory to what happened between Janice mm, and Regina. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I... I, I <clears throat> I'm also kind of torn because Regina basically outed Janice as a lesbian in school. And that's really serious, actually. Um, they make light of it because Janice is okay. And that's wonderful. I'm, I'm really, I was glad for these fictional characters. Um, but that's actually a really seriously horrible thing to do. So I don't blame Janice for absolutely hating Regina um, mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. not something that you should ever tease somebody about or with, right? Um, and, uh, but I did like that they, that, they add more to the backstory. So, and it, when it comes full circle, when Katie finally um, kind of break, has her big fight with Janice towards the end of the film, it's much more powerful to me in this scenario because Katie <laughs> now knows the entire backstory. In the first one, it's like, oh, you know, Regina called Janice a lesbian and, uh, and then J Janice, yeah. who, you know, was like, I'm not a lesbian. Like uh. what's wrong with, being a lesbian in the first place anyway anyway i i didn't think that that hit as well in the first film but this yeah. one the betrayal oh. felt felt much more you know visceral yeah. viscerally yeah uh sound sure. and, and this one <laughs> yeah for sure and that kind of happens after the the halloween party right she's back you know mm -hmm. uh teary-eyed because you know regina was making out with aaron katie was supposed to begin with uh aaron and then yeah janice kind of tells the story about why she hates regina and they get they get their plan in action right so uh what is what is their plan they basically have to uh get uh regina uh and aaron to to like break up they gotta like do that they've gotta make regina not look cool and they have to uh basically turn uh regina's friends against her right karen and and gretchen's so the same kind of same kind of thing that we got the first time around and it kind of goes through like this little bit of a of a montage of ways they're trying to get it back at regina you know they they turn the water sprinklers on her which gives her like this like wet look with like the streaked mascara and they're like ah oh, brought the brought the wet look back all we've managed to do is uh to, to make regina even cooler than she was before we're failing at this but eventually they do get their their one up on regina and their plan comes through to fruition yeah 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 they they <laughs> she's got this these swords where she's like we're gonna check these things off we're gonna take her down um and what i find interesting is 
this um this moment of uh it's it's like the breaking bad scenario right like we're all on katie's side at the beginning we're like oh the mean girls are so mean the plastics mm, are so mean like breaking bad um it is it really is because by the end of this kind of montage of katie doing these things and pretending like she's fine with regina just totally making out with aaron and getting back together with him and and her making comments about his hair and being like oh tell him he looks so good with his hair back um you're on katie's side but by the end of that of that kind of montage where katie starts giving regina these uh cultine bars to lose weight when in fact they're like packed with calories in order to help you gain weight and all of these things katie ends up looking like regina right her color is mm. blue it's like heathers you know? it's like right, her color yeah. is blue she's wearing a lot of blue she's not wearing a lot of pink but um but she is got her hair different. She's trying to have all these conversations with uh, Aaron. She's still dumbing things down for him um, so that she can talk to him. And it's funny because she doesn't even correct him when he's actively wrong and he's wrong yep. <laughs> and it's math. So there's not an opinion. Like he's like, it's negative one. And she's like, nope, it's not negative one. And then she's like, oh, you're so smart. Don't do that. Don't do that. Tell people they're wrong, especially when it's math. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh, it's a math person. It was driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. I uh, can't confirm it was driving you crazy uh, for sure. But yeah, you know, she has definitely taken on the identity of her uh, of her uh, former, I guess, uh, I guess target is this as now she is, you know, kind of uh, weaseled her way into the the lead of the of the plastics, you know, ultimately, you know, ending uh, with Regina wearing sweatpants on the incorrect day and not being allowed to sit uh, with us at uh, the cafeteria table. Um, I like they give her like the face cream, uh, except this time it's like it's like lard instead, which lard. seems like you might. It seems like you might notice notice that. I think it was like foot cream in the in the first movie, which seems a little bit more uh, like you might use that in, instead uh, of that. But yeah, uh, Regina uh, has finally uh, been trounced, broken up with. Uh, friends have been turned against her. I like it. Kept like the like the the candy cane, like the fake like candy cane send is how how that got um, right. there. They didn't they didn't really like focus on that. It just it just kind of happened. Um, so I, I feel like if you hadn't watched the original movie, that probably is like totally lost when you like what are you even talking about uh with these candy canes that uh, just kind of just kind of was like uh slipped in there and that's uh we'll we'll talk about uh that here and here in a minute but uh yeah all is well uh that ends well not really because now uh katie is like the leader of the plastics she's the most popular girl in school she is she is totally the one that uh, uh regina george uh was right and now uh katie heron is a massive deal so uh, what do you do, right? Uh, now that the problem has been solved, Janice and Damien are like, oh, okay, uh, you did that. Congratulations. Now you can come back and be our friends again. We got our revenge on Regina George. So uh, come to my art show, uh, Janice says, you know, that'll be cool. And Katie's like, I can. I got to go out of town with my mom to this thing. And, uh, you know, now you can definitely see that uh, this friendship has been, has been fractured, right? Katie has bought in to her own hype a little bit too much here. Uh, and Janice and Damien are a little, little weary of that. And when Katie, you know, spurns that art show to throw a massive rager at her own house and doesn't even tell Janice about, uh, that's when things are going to go amok for Katie. And uh, she's going to face a reckoning to be sure. Right. And she, Katie doesn't even see it as that. She just sees it uh, as a excuse to see Aaron. Cause once again, she is thinking about, you know, getting with this boy and that is making uh, her, I don't know, justify a bunch of bad behavior. At least that's how I saw it in this one, mm -hmm. because she's mm -hmm. sort of torn. She does have these two friend groups. And while she 
Um, and I think this is very common for people in high school. You feel like you fit easily into these groups. You don't love, uh, they're not, neither one of them like fits you completely, but you feel like you can't give either one up. Uh, right. And so mm -hmm, Katie sure. was like, well, um, I'm not going to invite Regina <laughs> to my big party because she's persona non grata now. Um, but I am going to invite Aaron and Aaron shows up. He, you know, he, I love the fact that he um, is the same sweet guy who looks at a picture of her, like either with a cheetah or running on an elephant and is like, this is really cute. Oh, this is, this is you. That's so nice. And that's really heartwarming. Um, to see that Aaron is seems genuinely interested in who Katie is until mm -hmm. she shows yep. him who she is. And he's like, wait, you're just like Regina. You're like a clone of her. And that's when the light comes on in all of the viewers' minds, or at least it did with me, that was like, oh, this is the moment where she's become the thing that she hated and, and was trying to avoid ever being, is she became the mean girl. And of course... Regina shows up. She's really mad. She's like, I can't believe you. Um, they get into this big fight. Um, she ends up, she's running out after Aaron trying to get, um, to get him to stay. He's like, I'm, I'm out. And of course the same scene that happens in the first movie happens in this one where Janice shows up with Damien. Uh, I love, oh I do love this scooter. one. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, I, and she's like, look, I, I, I can't believe you did this. Um, you're just like her. And then Katie delivers the final blow and says, you're obsessed with me. What is wrong with you? And it's, you see Janice is so hurt because mm -hmm. that is the thing that Regina had said to everybody to kind of out, um, Janice in, in middle school. And it's just really much in, in my opinion, it's much more devastating, um, when she throws her artwork at Katie and says, this won an award, it's you might as well take it uh, and just kind of walks away from the whole thing. It's really hard. Um, mm -hmm. You feel yeah. bad for Katie because you know that she's done something that is really, really uh, horrible, right? Like not unforgivable, but it's certainly in the moments of high school, it feels like your life is over because now you've lost yeah. the boy that you like, you, you've you lost your your friends, you know, one one friend group. And you're kind of on the outs with the other as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so she is uh, she is definitely, you know, burned both of these bridges and she's definitely burned the bridge uh, with Regina and Regina now is uh, uh, going to literally uh, quite literally burn it down. That's uh, I think the the name of the song is like World uh, Burn uh, there when she goes and gets the uh, burn book and decides she's going to uh, uh, to basically uh, frame uh, Katie here uh, in in this burn book. They don't spend as much time uh, kind of focusing on the burn book and like the contents of it as they do in the original movie. I didn't I didn't feel like but uh, basically, you know, pace herself kind of into the back of it, goes in and drops it. And then the whole school uh, loses their collective minds. We didn't even talk about the uh, the rocking around the Christmas pole, which seems a little bit more adult than uh, what the, the original Oh my version. gosh, did uh, it. Play like no one's watching. But everybody's watching because you're gorgeous for sure wow. but uh it was, it was still pretty funny uh she just uh regina just falls uh, flat on her face and that's kind of the end of the uh of the uh plastics as we knew them uh there uh at the end of that but you know the the burn book section here is is pretty good. It, it still kind of focuses on like the high school, like literally tearing itself uh, apart. You have the principal uh, comes out and he's like, uh, I 
can't believe I have to deal with this today. What's he say? He's like, he's like, I can't, I can't believe I got a, a graduate degree for this or something like that. Right. He pulls the, yep. pulls the fire alarm and tells all of the uh, junior class uh, girls to get into the uh, auditorium so they can have a uh, come to Jesus moments, I guess, with them, uh, so to speak. So uh, I love that. I love that. I love um, it keeps kind of the same uh, to Meadows there in his uh, humor. And he's like talking to these girls and he's like, no, can't, I can't do this. And turns the uh, mic over to uh, Miss Norberry to set these girls straight a little bit, uh, at least. Um, I don't think it did as good of a job uh, here in the musical version, but it did get into one of the most like uh, fun and epic like musical numbers, I thought, uh, with uh, with Janice. But what do you think about this section here, the uh, the aftermath of the burn book? Yeah, I I liked. I I thought the one thing that was compelling was she said, "Hey, have you ever called somebody a name?" and everybody's like raising their hand. Well, have you ever been called that yourself? And, uh, and all the same people, you know, keep their hands up basically. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. Um, cause I don't know what it is about girls. Like, you know, we, we, we all want to support each other. Like, and I don't think anybody is like, Oh, I'm a horrible, mean girl. Like, I don't think anybody feels that in about themselves. But if they examine that behavior where it's like, yeah, but I talk about this person behind their back or um, uh, but I don't like them and I'm going to shame them for the way their body looks or what they choose to wear or the, the kind of um, relationships that they have in their lives. And I'm either going to do that out of jealousy. I, I, I thought that that was a missed moment because she kind of started to say that. And then we move right into Janice's like amazing performance where she's all over the school. I love this shot. Um, it, it looks like it's all one take. It's probably not all one take. There's probably some cinematographic magic that's happening, but it looks like we are following her into every single room in that school. In it school, was my yeah. favorite. It was my favorite part of the whole movie because she's basically given middle fingers to everybody. And you see a gym, you see the cafeteria, you see a bathroom, you see a hallway. I mean, you see this whole thing and you're following her as she's singing. She sounds like she's actually singing her. If she's lip syncing, she's doing the best job I've ever seen. It's amazing. I love it so much. This this, this part made the whole movie for me. I loved that scene. Yeah, that uh, that musical number is pretty epic there. I think it's called like I'd Rather Be Me um, that Janice is singing. And uh, yeah, that that goes through like the whole school. She goes into like the band room. She goes into like the like a theater room. So it's like she's like going into all of the the different like cliques of this uh, the school. And it ends outside um, and you see Katie and Regina standing there. And then oh, Regina gets hit with the bus. Regina died. OK, no one died. No one died. Uh, but she did die for like 15 seconds. And uh, Regina is going going to live it tears the school in half i really like it goes into like the social media like explosion i think like uh Megan the Stallions, even like on there, she's like, "Why is this on my page?" I was just pretty funny, and, <laughs> right. and uh, you know, half, half half the school thinks that Katie pushed Regina uh, in front of the bus, and you know, half the school is on on Katie's side uh, still. But uh, but things things are bad. Things are not good, right? So, uh, Miss uh, Norberry has been arrested for uh, pushing drugs. Uh, that's bad. the The school is in uh, in complete uh, turmoil and fallout. No one has uh, admitted to writing this burn book yet, but. Uh, Things are not uh, all sunshine and roses for Katie, right? Half the school hates her. She's had to tell her mom that she's failing math now. That's not not great, not great. And she finally decides to do the right thing, right? She admits to uh, Mr. Duvall, the, pr the principal there, that, uh, you know, she lied. She made that up about Miss Norberry. Uh, so so that's good. She's finally kind of coming clean. She's finally seen the error of her ways, right? How destructive, uh, you know, kind of uh, living this life of of exuberance is going to be, right? Uh, being being the popular girl maybe is not all as cracked up to be. And uh, she's going to start to make things right uh, with a with a first stint to get those uh, that 
grade back up in math class. You gotta gotta join the mathletes and go to a math contest hosted by none other than Lindsay Lohan. Hey, Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. I mean, it's so funny because we were in the theater watching this, Brian, and I was about, I turned my head and I'm about to say the words. All that's missing is a cameo from Lindsay Lohan. They're about to come mm. out of my mouth. And she immediately pops up on the screen and she's like, well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the mathematics competition. We've got the mathletes versus the math nerds or whatever the other group is called. And we see this beautiful montage of uh, answers to questions that no, no one, no one knows. Like if you multiply <laughs> a number by the circumference of the sun, divide it by 87, yeah. um, multiply by negative I, what happens? Like it's, it's amazing. Um, but I, I was happy to say that they had the limit question again, which made me really happy um, because limits are, are the, are the foundation of calculus and mathematics. So um and and Katie gets it, uh, but I really love the moment that they have with the two girls going head to head because she says things like, it doesn't matter how much time I spend like insulting you, you could still beat me. Mm -hmm. And I loved that because yep. she's not wrong, right? We spend a lot of energy as people and me, myself, like I, you know me and my paradigm. I love movies that change my paradigm. I feel like I spend a lot of time looking and comparing myself to other people. I could... I, you know, we spend a lot of time insulting people in our heads or in comparing ourselves. And it does none of that really matters. Like this mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you either know the math, the, the the question, you either can do life or you can't like that. That's 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 the mm -hmm. point of this whole thing. Yeah. And it's at that point, right? She takes the lesson that Miss Norberry uh, teaches or, you know, earlier in the film, uh, you know, during kind of that that is all girls assembly there where they're, um, you know, uh, doing their trust fall and stuff like that. And uh, Miss Norberry says, you know, if you call someone stupid, that doesn't make you any smarter. Or if you say that someone's uglier, that doesn't make you uh, any prettier. Right. Uh, you are who you are. And then, you know, that that bridges, you know, then great into that into that song uh, that Janice sings there. But yeah, so she wins wins the uh, math uh, championship for it's like the state, the state math championship. You just show up last minute and win the win the state. So good job, Katie uh, there. And they go back. It's like the uh, the spring, like formal. I really like, uh, you know, up on stage there. Mr. Duvall is like, uh, I'm going to I'm going to do this. And then uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm retiring like immediately after this dance <laughs> is over this so much. Yeah. Uh, versus I, I think in the original film, he's like he's like, and I I really just cannot wait for the school year to be over, which is which is really good. We're really good, but yeah, he uh, he gives out the awards, right? Uh, some some guy wins the the king. I don't remember his Shane. I think it wins, right? So the the other guy that uh, Regina had been hooking up with wins wins king, and then Katie uh, wins queen. She goes up and uh, gives her gives her a little spiel about how everyone. Uh, why do we have to uh, only have one uh, winner of this thing? Everyone can win, and she does the same. Uh, you know, kind of breaks up the uh, the tiara there and uh, passes around the pieces, which is which is really nice. And then all's well that ends well, right? Uh, Katie ends up uh, going off to uh, to Aaron after you know she uh, goes up and says she's sorry to Janice, and you know takes it. And Janice is like, well, are you are you still like a jerk face, Katie? And she's like. I don't think so. She's like, all right, well, that's good. And then kind of kind of points out Aaron and they go off on their own. Uh, Janice is there. Damien uh, is with the with the guy from uh, what was it from the drama club, I think, or something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, one of those guys. And then it talks about how all, yeah. the, all the different cliques are like like commingling here at this dance, which is which is pretty cool, which is a pretty fun end. And then uh, it kind of cuts out uh, there with Janice and Damien, who are uh, serving as narrator. I think it even like says narrator like under them, like on one of their little TV things, which is pretty funny, um, I thought. And then I 
really liked kind of the set design of this. They're at the dance and it like closes the garage door from like the opening scene of the movie yep. where they'd they'd started out. I thought that that looked really cool and uh, it was kind of a neat way to, you know, kind of put a put a pin in this one. Yeah, no, I definitely liked the way that they presented this as kind of a story. Um, and it was a I, I don't know if that was an homage to the musical. It might have been. Um it felt very much like a a mix between like the ending of um Greece and and an ending of Rent uh because of the garage door I just really liked the way that they did it where you you kind of come full circle like you felt like you did in Greece mm -hmm. where it's like we're actually all going to be friends or we're all going to learn to live together it's going to be okay it gets better it's get, much more hopeful um uh, and 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 with the garage door being just really kind of I don't know um, urban and like I, I just I love that um, and the fact mm. that then you it's still you're still watching it on a phone <laughs> I really like that piece um, yeah because they had to update a lot of things that uh, and I think that they did that really well they updated the way people spoke mm -hmm. they up they you know they they were able to really craftily talk about some of the stuff that's harder, I think, to discuss. Um, they changed some of the character dynamics to make it make sense with reality and also be more inclusive. Um, and I really liked that. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. it was a great ending. The ending, I think, was uh, almost as good as the the first one. Maybe. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. the ending was the ending was pretty good. And, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the, the film beats are similar. Um, but it, it, it's it's a little bit different. Let's talk about that a little bit before we uh, uh, sign off of this one, Michaela. Just kind of kind of looking back at the original. If you want to hear us uh, talk a little bit uh, deeper about uh, the original Mean Girls, you can do that on our Patreon. We're covering that this week. It's patreon.com slash drink the movies. Um, go there to you know support the podcasting and bonus material and stuff like that but you know kind of the kind of the big takeaway for me and i'm i'm seeing a lot of really like negative like reviews on this movie and i don't think that that that's that's fair at all like this i thought was was perfectly fine you know it wasn't like earth shattering uh, by any means it's probably not as good as as your original movie but i thought it was still pretty good i thought it was fun i liked the musical numbers i liked the choreography i liked kind of the aesthetic of the movie it felt very much like a modernized you know version of that that first uh first film there so i, I liked it uh, quite a bit from that standpoint um i kind of alluded to it at the top it, it's really hard um because mean girls is such like this this quippy like jokey uh, movie and you still have to like fit those things in right you still have to you know fit in you know you can't sit with us and stuff mm -hmm. like that but you're trying to tell the story through these musical numbers um and i don't i don't know that it did like that great of a job of that like usually in a musical like the musical number is meant to kind of propel the story along and there were some instances where it did that but i didn't feel like that necessarily was always the case here um yeah and not that not that the songs were like filler in any sense and probably if you have the full breadth of the musical you know it makes more sense that way but um it was it was kind of like a like a weird like like mishmash of like an actual just movie movie like retelling of mean girls and also this musical that right. kind of stuck together so it, it got a little bit muddled there so i think it relied a lot on the fact that you knew those jokes and where they were coming in from seeing the original one so i don't know how that plays for people that have never seen the original if that still works yeah. okay or if it doesn't i don't know yeah i agree with you i mean i think some of the some of the songs were there because they needed some music i mean when you overlay uh and th i think that's a problem when you create a musical from a story that already exists um it's very different than if you see a organic musical like west side story that is 
like it's an age old, you know, it's kind of an age old story of uh, star crossed lovers, but I feel like that was written with the music in mind. This, I mean, like they, they make a song where the, the entire song is about how you have to look sexy uh, on Halloween. I don't know how much that really perpetuated the plot as you're, as you're saying, right? Like, um, by the way, the, uh, the angel costume, amazing. She's not an mm. angel. Mm. She, she looks awesome. Uh, the, the, it's so much better than the playboy bunny, in my opinion, uh, far and away, <laughs> way better. But, um, I, I don't know. I, I liked the musical part. Um, some of the stuff, but I really, I, I think, most of it was kind of filler for me. I really don't know how much it helped with the plot lines. Um, mm -hmm. as you're, as you're saying, I mean, I absolutely love the, um, I'd rather be me from Janice. I really love the beginning where we talk about a cautionary tale. Um, and then at the end, I see stars. I really loved those. Most mm -hmm. of the stuff that was in between, I was like, nah, this is, this is okay. I mean, the the it sounds great, but I didn't know how much it actually kind of moved the plot along. And that's why this is a good 20 minutes longer than the original, I think, because they had to figure out a way to add, keep these songs in or add them in. Um, and I don't know if that was really necessary, but it defeats the purpose of it being a musical. So, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and I, I, I like the songs. I thought that they were all, you know, well done. Um, in particular, a couple of the, the ones that you mentioned. I I also really like the the Meet the Plastics because that moment when she comes in feels like very, very musical feeling. Mm -hmm. Like even in the original movie, right? That feels like something that would be, you know, ripped from a musical. So that makes that makes sense. But I this was this was fun. Um, you know, I'm kinda kinda newer to seeing uh Mean Girls. I've just watched it, you know, recently for uh for the podcast so we could talk about it over on on the Patreon. So it was it was pretty fresh in my mind. So um I liked it. I had I had a lot of fun. I thought that this was fun. I thought that it had its funny moments. I liked the way that it was modernized, uh, kind of in the way that it told its story, um, you know, through social media, which sometimes is awkward um, in things and the way they're doing it. But this one, it felt very natural, especially, you know, within the setting and the confines of this high school where presumably, you know, it's been a long time since we've been in high school, uh, Michaela, but presumably that is how information is traveling between people uh, within high schools. So, um, yeah, I thought that it was it was pretty good and definitely worth watching um, if you're a fan of the original or if you've never uh, seen the original. Uh, go watch that and then uh, watch this and you can kind of compare the two. But you know what is not questionable, Michaela? That is how good the Secret Rose cocktail was. That was a good one. And I still feel like it pairs really well with Mean Girls. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think this really was a really nice refresh, revamp, dusting off, whatever you want to call it, of a story that a lot uh, resonates a lot with young women, um, especially. And I think in that sense, it does a really good job of uh, doing that in a modern day kind of uh, in a modern day frame. Right. Because mm -hmm. if I were to if I had a teenage kid or a teenage friend that I was like, hey, Mean Girls is amazing. I think they might think I was really old. <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> because, why, are, why are we watching this old black and white film? <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's but this is, makes it cool again. And yeah. it's the same really good message, which is, hey, you know, don't put people down. It's not going to do anything to you, right? Other than make you a mean girl. And the idea of you trying so hard to out the mean girls and take them down turns you into a mean girl. Um, I really love that story, that kind of that storyline and that idea, especially with impressionable minds. Um, mm -hmm. young, young, I mean, and coming 
uh, on the back end of Barbie, right? The Barbie sure. phenomenon yeah. that happened mm -hmm. six months ago. I think this further perpetuates this idea that, hey, we don't have to, it's not that big of a competition. Um, and, you know, not, we don't have to take each other down to build ourselves up. That's just not how it works. And that's really an age old story, right? Where you, you don't have to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And I like that. Um, Tina Fey, I think, did a really good job of making this uh, a, a, a very pleasant watch. It, like, is it the best film of all time? No. What was the original? No. So I don't understand the the hate. I mean, certainly, I think there's nostalgia around the old one, which is why most people mm -hmm. probably liked it, but uh, better. But I think this was a perfectly respectable take on it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, apparently this was originally slated to just be like a Paramount Plus like streaming uh, film, but then it uh, tested oh, really nice. well. So they ended up putting huh. it in the theaters. So that's good. Um, I love seeing Tim Meadows back. I think Tim Meadows is hilarious. I, I really like him and I really like his sense of humor. Um, pretty good uh, stuff there. And I have to say, you know, other than other than the uh, group of old people, you know, you and me and your husband uh, last night, uh, your, your son not a, in, uh, included in uh, the being old bit. Uh, it was a lot of like, it seemed like a lot of like uh, friend groups of like, like, uh, like high school age girls that were there and they all seem to be having a good time with the film uh, which is good so uh, it seems like it's uh it's uh doing what it set out to do for sure so uh that is mean girls 2024 uh there make up one of those cocktails the secret rose and let us know what you think about that and let us know what you think about mean girls the musical let us know what you think about mean girls the original uh let us know if you ever read the the book that that's uh that's based on uh let us know all that stuff on our social medias that's at drink the movies on Instagram and X and threads and blue sky and facebook.com slash drink the movies. Uh, you can go to our website, www.drinkthemovies.com. That's where you can get uh, pictures of our cocktail. You can see pictures of Michaela and I in the burn book. Uh, I think I posted that to social media. So you can go check that out. Uh, uh, check that out to drinkmovies.com, uh, recipes, all that stuff. Go there, go to patreon.com if you want patreon.com slash drink the movies if you want to support the podcast uh there get bonus content all that sort of stuff we definitely appreciate our patrons over there who let us do uh fun things like uh talk about uh, mean girls cocktails because that's what we're going to be doing over there this week so uh michaela uh they've done all that stuff uh they've checked us out they've sent us messages on social media all the things what else do they need to do you all need to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. If you love us that much, you should subscribe. Um, and you can leave us a five-star review on any of your rectangles. So whatever you're listening to right now, if you're not driving, because don't do this if you're driving, that's unsafe. Um, there's a subscribe button. There is a rate button. There is a review button. Leave us a review if you're liking what you're hearing, because it really helps us get more of the Drink the Movies out there. Absolutely. So uh, thank you so much for joining us this week to talk about uh, Mean Girls. It was uh, quite the fun time going back to high school and, uh, you know, figuring out where we could sit uh, at lunchtime. So uh, I don't know, Michaela, let's go uh, mix up a secret rose. We have to uh, get ready to go talk about the, uh, the original Mean Girls now. Maybe see if uh, Mean Girls uh, Broadway is going to be coming to town. Check that out and uh, listen to the soundtrack because it was pretty good. So let's do that. And we'll talk to everyone next time on Drink, Drink the, movies. the Movies. In the end, Fetch happened. That's how you use it. In the end, fetch happened. <laughs> That's how you use it. <laughs> That's right. She's like, ah, uh, it did. It did happen. <laughs>